Today we will be learning a little bit about the background of what it's like to be an English language learner as well as having a diverse background growing up in school systems. Hello, my name is Delaney and I'm here with Thomas Madhu. He was a former DW um, alum. He worked in TRIO Student Services and now is um, a residing citizen in Mitchell, South Dakota. Um, and we will start asking him questions about what it was like um, growing up in South Dakota. So, um, Thomas, what was your childhood like growing up? Um, my childhood was a little bit different um, because at the time I came to South Dakota growing up, I grew up in a big family. I have uh, four brothers and one sister uh, in a family, and I was a third child. And so I grew up in environment that, you know, my family, they were around me. Um, I did, until the time that I came to the United States, about um, I was 15. And so my uh, experience was a little bit different. I was in foster uh, care family. And so it was just a little bit different because I just moved to the country. So with everything, environments and language and everything and culture, so I have to navigate my way around it to, to be accustomed to the culture and also to adapt quickly, you know, to the new environments and everything, including the weather, including, you know, being away from family. So, um, but with that, I think, uh, my family, you know, my foster family, new family, helped me navigate through that. And also another asset that helped me as well, it was uh, my coaches, you know, through high school, and also my teammates who were become part of my family as well. So those helped me to scope with everything. And so that's how I overcome. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so you kind of talked about what your schooling was like. Was it hard to make friends when you were growing up here in South Dakota, uh, I guess? No, starting because um, it might be a little bit different as far because I, as far, you know, based on other people, you know, um, recommendation or the thing that other people would comment toward me as far as being able to, you know, I usually you know, pretty easy to connect with people. I'm a people person and mm -hmm. I connect very well with people. So um, it wasn't that hard for me to adapt to people as well to make friends. So I still have really good friends that I met through high school, through uh, um, sports and we are still a good friends since then and everything. So it wasn't that difficult for me to make friends. Yeah, that's good. But um, as far as the high school, you know, as far as being able to learn the language, it was, you know, of course, it was difficult, you know. I learned some other languages, those English was not the first, you know, was one of the first languages that I have to learn, besides the languages I already speak. And so that, of course, it was challenging being able to learn a new language, you know, in a new environment, a new country, and a new culture. So, yeah, it mm -hmm. was definitely hard, but I, I work hard to get what I need to do. Right. So, um, what was your primary language then? Uh, the primary language that I speak uh, is Denka, which is D-I-N-K-A. And that was one of the 
many languages that I speak. I speak five languages, including English. So. Wow, that's amazing. So, um, did any of your like teachers adapt to, like, or make your experience easier for you, like, as far as like learning English and having to learn the schoolwork? Did they adapt well with you, or was it kind of difficult? As far as I know, they, they were able to adapt well and also to see, you know, um, and then it would not only them adapt to me, but also I have to adapt to the teaching style, you know, and then also they adapt to my learning style, being able to, and I think that's part of the teacher when you're in classroom, you are able to recognize that, like, okay, how, what pace everybody's learning, you know, how other people learn. So you have to accommodate, you know, some of us are visual, some of us are, you know, kinesthetic you know doing things in hand so it's come to the teacher to recognize that like okay how can i reach all the students my student in my classroom so yes a teacher have to make a accommodation but at the same time we also have to adapt to how they teaching you know right. being processed in the classroom as well so it was two way not just only one way we have to adapt to the learning style and also the teacher have to adapt how i can help accommodate all the students in the classroom so right yeah that's rather difficult um my next question was what trait would you say that you've carried throughout your life that you're kind of most proud of i guess i think the trait that is uh, is a hard working um that's well i'll take it back that's kind of, if i apply to the work environment it would be different i can talk about that but I think one of my strengths is a outgoing personality. That's the trait that I would, I think that helped serve me well and then successful in, divi- I mean, various position and also in various um, circumstances as well. So I think my personality served me well because I am a people person and I like to help people and I connect with people and I put myself in their shoes you know, and see things in their eye, you know, and put myself in their shoes, like, okay, what would I want to be treated as human being, as a person? And then I apply that in my life, like, how do that other person want me to treat them? So I would say that my outgoing personality trait is one of the traits that um, change the most, beside my work ethics. Anything I do, I put my heart and my mind into it accomplish it doesn't matter how hard it is i don't see it as a challenge i see it as an opportunity to get ahead and work hard to do what it takes to be as successful i want to be whether i have failed along the way or not but i use that as a learning process and to guide me you know to the next um step in life <laughs> right yeah um so i was kind of wondering what the process was of like gaining your citizenship did you have to go through all of it that normal people have to go to through or is there some things like can you talk us through that a little bit yeah um there's a lot of step into it in the process and the first so like when you come to the United States, there's a different status. You come in as immigrants to the United States, and that's a different status. Or you come in as refugees to the United States. So all these things have a different status. And so the different for immigrants and refugees 
is that refugees is somebody who is fleeing of his or her life. You know, like the countries involved in war and conflict. So basically, they are escaping for um, whatever the case might be, like a religious persecution, or it could be political. Anything that you know put them in dangers, it qualifies them as refugees. So when they leave whatever country they are into it, they are entitled. They can live there as long they want and come see them. That is that's because they are being persecuted in the country that they left from. And then migrants, it's just people who choose to move to a different or a different lifestyle to adapt to it, maybe go to work or it could be a political persecution as well. So it's a different between those two. So I'm gonna make a long story short. So the process um, before you become a US citizen, you have to go through where you will have everything needed, like the criminal background check for you. You have to do the fingerprint and send it into the government and the process takes for quite a while, like a couple months to a few years mm-hmm. to process everything. And so they have to go to the Homeland Security, they have to go to every branch of government that needed to verify, you know, you don't have any criminal background that prevent you. If you do, you will not get through the process. And then if you do, and then they pass you to different department that have to check off on your process, you know, becoming a citizen. So when you are pretty much done with those process, which is, is government. So they will send you some paper, you send in everything they needed. When you apply, you fill out of it and send it in. They will say, we need this, we need that, you provide them. And then they'll tell you this, we received this, this is what we need, or you got everything you needed, including fingerprint and everything, and then they will tell you when they can um, let you know where they are in the process and everything. So after everything is done, you you went through the process and you're good to go. And then the next thing, last thing you will do, you will just go in for a physical interview. Like you go in and they give you a test where they will ask you some of the civic questions. If you went to high school where you learned like nine grade civic class, you can definitely pass it. And if you are active in community knowing, you know, like legislation and branch of government and governor, all those people in your states, if you are active and know them, therefore you will pass, they will ask you, you know, who is the current governor, who is the current president, who is a, just so on and so forth, all the way to the small line. So when you do that and you're done, therefore they will send you in and then you're done. You're, you're, come a US citizen and then they do the ceremony. When they do the ceremony, they will send you a letter where you're going to go, what location and what time and when. They will do that. And then you come in, you get swear in uh, by Dutch or and then the mail, the city, whatever city you are in. And then that's how the process of US citizen is completed. Nice. So long story, there's more of you on that, but I would just stop there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good, yeah. Um, I guess where I'm going to guide you now is kind of, I guess you can answer this about any point in your life, but um, was there any time that you were kind of afraid or concerned about your safety um, as far as like coming over here and, or even that could even be in foster care um, too. Um, Yeah. I would say the only thing that um, I was not fear, but of course, 
as far as I would not fear as like, okay, what's going to happen to me? And just feel like, okay, where am I going? Because, you know, you're just going a place that you've never been there before. And mm-hmm. just wonder what the culture would be like, you know, the people, the environment, and everything because you are going to a place you haven't been, you don't have an experience of being there before. So those things that's the one that I like. I just kind of more like wondering what it would be like and will I fit in, you know, with the culture, with the people, you know, or other way around, you know, just some of the questions that you were just thinking to where you're going to. I think that's what came out in my mind the most than being fear of where I was going to. Right, yeah. Um, so, I guess, around what age did you get, did you get adopted? No, I did not get adopted, not. but um, basically, it didn't go through, like, legal process where they adopted me, but basically, you know, they are, like, in view, they are technically like my own family, you know, mm-hmm. they love me as much by my logical parents and everything and call the mom and dad and everything because it didn't make difference so when i was in with them they just treated as me as their own and then the same thing so right. yeah so they didn't like officially adopted me but in a way it's neutrally imply another word it just automatically imply become a family we feel like that it just don't have that legal Document just saying yes officially, but no, we just like a family. Right. So, absolutely. So, around like what age did that occur for you? Uh, It occurred when I was 15 years old, and that's when I came in because at the time we came to the United States, um, I was that old, and then that's when they put me in a foster family. And then after that, that's when they pretty much, you know, become a family and continue throughout uh, high school and throughout the college. And even after college up to now, and then that's how we all become family and everything nationally. Mm-hmm. So that's when it started. At 15 years old, that's when my process started. So. Would you say that was more difficult or harder as a like teenager to go through that sort of situation? <laughs> um, I I don't I don't think that it was difficult. It's actually started as like it was temporarily because they were looking. They didn't have the foster care at the time in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. So what they were trying to do, they just need a temporary home until they figured out, the, you know, what they could do. You know, they talk about maybe there was, you know, a lot of foster program in North Dakota than South Dakota. So basically it was temporarily to look into it and maybe there's possibility that we could, you know, shift, uh, could have gone to North Dakota where they have a lot of foster care or established and everything. But in the process, and then they were able to say, hey, you know, we, they were happy with the result and how we were and everything. And they're like, you know, I think we could do this. And they were happy to say, hey, you know, we just keep them as well. You know, we like what we got and like what we're having. Is it okay we can continue to just be, you know, be the one who want to give them foster care than being able to take them maybe help somewhere else. So I think they were, you know, pretty much happy with the process and everything, and and that's how it came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to be. Um, so I'm going to kind of turn this in a different direction now. So um, okay. with 
your running, um, tell me how that has made an impact on who you are today. Did that, like, help you throughout this, like, transition process to being a citizen? Did it hinder? Was it, you know, your uh, stress or relief? Or or when did you start running, I guess, too? (laughs) So, prior to that, actually, like, um, at the time, I actually started as a soccer player. Okay. I was a soccer player, you know, before I started running. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we used to play soccer. And one time, you know, I was taking a physical education class. And every time we go to do our physical activities, I would just love running. I would just, you know, I remember my gym teacher would say, you know, do two lab or something like that. And I would just keep running and running until it's time to go. I never stop. I just love it. <laughs> and then one time, my gym teacher contacted you know, high school coach, and then like, hey, this might be a potential runner here. This kid just really love running and everything. Maybe if you just want to let you know. So before I know it, I got a, a note, you know, from my other teacher saying to go see coach after school. So I did as it was suggested. So coach came to me like, hey, I heard, you know, you really enjoy running and everything. Would you, you know, consider joining, you know, the team cross country and track? I didn't think of anything. I'm like, sure, bro, I'll just give it a try. So mm-hmm. I did, and then that's how I fell in love with, you know, running and the people that I met. They were amazing, the coaches, and that's how it started to become like a big family to me. And I think that helped me through the process. Uh, I have accomplished a lot or involved so many things than some of my friends who did not involve sport than I did. And so with that, that's how it started in high school, and then. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny, and then the year before, and then like we did, uh, I, I remember my first uh, 1600 meters, it was in home, t- uh, home meet, and we are just running, trying. I was in first place, I was leading, I was excited, I was just running, I was waving and everything, I was excited, <laughs> <laughs> while I was running, and yeah, then at the end, I was able, I, you know, I ended up in second place, and everything, so my team and everybody, I remember I would never forget that time. So that's how my running started. Next year when the track season was over, you know, coach asked me if I could join cross country. You know, I didn't think of much, like sure, I enjoy it. And then that's how I fell in love with it. And then just be running, become one of the top runner for my high school at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, won a couple of meets as well, you know, in high school um, and everything. And that's how it started. I got scholarship, you know, as far uh, a couple of school look at me like Augie, SDSU, Black Hills, you know, York College in Nebraska. I got a couple of letters actually from like, you know, sending high school activities. So those are the, that's how my running started. And then that's how I got a scholarship. I choose Dakota Wesleyan among all the schools that I got offered from to come here. Mm-hmm. So that's how my running started. Okay. Um, so. Do you think you've had to work harder than the average person, whether that be like in sports, school, work, um, just because of your racial background at all? You know, I am a hardworking individual and I like to, I'm very competitive. You know, I always, I don't see it as, you know, being different. I see it like, okay, I'm just gonna have to work hard than everybody else. I'm just gonna have to do my best. You know, I'm not competing, I'm just competing with me. You know, and give it all my best. You know, mm-hmm. as long as I give it my best, and I know I left it on the track, or I 
you know, whatever the case might be, and then I'll be more certified than feeling like I feel I didn't have my 100%. So I think that's what kind of like competing myself, pushing me more, and I didn't see the difference, like, okay, I have to work hard. Of course, you know, like English was not the first language, so I, I'm i going to have some disadvantage, you know, on in that, but I have to work hard to make a difference, to get what I need to be, to feel that, like, hey, I give my best to get what I need to be. Yeah. Um, and this will be the final question because um, I've had you here for about 20 minutes. So, um, But is there anything else you would want to say to our class about um, like language barriers or um, racial differences in the classroom, anything like that that you'd like to share? It's just a piece of, you know, just a piece of suggestion or advice or just, you know, something you can think of. It's just, you know, to, like, um, let us see, um, get to know whatever it is. Because I know people are afraid of something different or change. It could be anything in life. It could be change of anything. Well, you know, we are so used to doing things in a specific way. And sometimes when we try to go to the new course and to accomplish that, we might be attempting not to try it because why do I have to go, you know, a different route when I already know the route. So that mentality, you know, as far as being able to look things at different angle and see it a different way and also just get to know things, you know, give it a try, you know, whether our differences, you know, get to know them, you know, like okay, what actually take that person, get to know them and see, you know, that's what make us unique, that's what make us rich. There's a purpose in the creator why we are creating the way we are, because we are we are differently, we are the same, but at the same time, we are differently, different way, even the same family. They don't have the same mentality, the same um, different way of doing things. We have different talent and we have different way of seeing things and different way of doing things. But my piece of it is just look at things at a different angle, you know, and also get to know if you happen to work with somebody who might be speaking different language than you are. You know, get to know them, you know, what actually drive them, what actually get them to where they were in your childhood, where they grew up and family to leave, to go somewhere else, what actually make them do that? You know, just kind of take time, you know, to know your neighbor, your friend, you know, something like that too. It will make your life richer in a different way and listen to what to one another, get to know them. So. Okay. I hope that Thomas Madhu gave you some good background on what it's like growing up as um, a different background than most and in foster care as well as what it's like to be an English language learner and what it is like in the present tense, um, getting your um, citizenship and other things like that. If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me or Thomas. and. We'll get you some more answers. Thank you.